This is the Reluctant Leader Podcast, the podcast designed to help you if you've landed a leadership role through no fault of your own and now need to find out what you should be doing. I'm your host, Mark Terrell, and have been there and know what it feels like and made all the mistakes. In each episode, I'll be getting to grips with a leadership topic by interviewing an expert in their field. You'll find out why they do what they do and take away some top tips you can use to become a more confident leader. For more content and to keep in touch with how the project is developing, go to www.thereluctantleader.co.uk. If you have any comments about the episode, you'll find me on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. So let's crack on with the show. Today I'm talking to David Harris. David is an entrepreneur, a specialist in online interviewing and an experienced international businessman. He is the founder and managing director of an innovative startup which seeks to provide organizations of all sizes and types with a semi-automated online interviewing platform to help them shortlist the very best candidates in a fraction of the time and cost of traditional methods. With a global online recruitment market worth in excess of $105 billion, more and more companies are turning to new ways of finding and recruiting top quality talent. David's passion in building interview people online was to tap into the critical part of that process and replace time-consuming and labour-intensive outmoded CV shuffling, phone screening and nightmare first-round face-to-face interviews with a cool, efficient and brand-enhancing alternative. I hope you enjoy this chat we had about interviewing and I'll catch you all on the other side. David, welcome to the Reluctant Leader podcast. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Absolute pleasure. Um, I was just going to mention, because it's quite interesting the way we um, connect sometimes, Uh, we have a mutual connection that's introduced us because we do similar things around people stuff. Obviously, they're very different, but somebody actually saw that we might be able to help one another. And, um, you know, this is that's what's brought us together. Um, Yeah. So before we get into all this, the, the actual topic which we're going to be talking about today, uh, the question that I always ask my guests, uh, first of all, is to find out why you do what you do and what was the pivotal moment that took you down that path? Well, what I do is I run a company called Interview People Online, which is an online platform that disrupts traditional methods of recruiting, if you like. I got, I got involved in this market by chance, actually. I'm not sure there was a, a single pivotal moment. In fact, I've never before been directly involved in recruitment, but I have been on the receiving end of some very bad experiences with interviewing and with selecting new employees. And having worked in fairly senior positions in the Caribbean for FMCG companies and in the UK for large corporates, such as Prudential, for pretty much over 40 years, I was increasingly frustrated at the length of time, the waste of time, my time in particular, and the poor selection process of hiring. And it's such a cost to the organization, both directly and indirectly, and yet it's so imprecise in making sure that you get a quality hire at the end. And how many interviews that I sit through, I've lost count, where in the first few seconds I knew, and sometimes they knew that the fit wasn't right, but you've got to sit through it because you've got to protect the brand. And how many times did I put time aside for people who decided not to show up at all? Worse again, If I had to travel somewhere to meet them, it's incredibly annoying. So when I left the corporate life back in 2005 to work for myself, I started my own change management company initially, looking at people, process, and organizational change. And I worked with a lot of companies 
that I found encounter, were encountering the same issues as I had. In other words, an inability to cut through what I call the morass of humanity, to get to the few who could add value to their companies. Now, psychometric profiling and other methods of selection abound, but it was still an incredibly tortuous process. So it wasn't until I happened to see 3D human-like avatars being used in a completely different field that the idea came to me to see if we could develop a remote facility whereby we effectively employed these avatars to do much of the pre-sifting selection work for us. But having an idea and putting it into practice, two different things. And I then had to find a developer who could understand what I wanted to do and who had the technical ability to pull together some pretty diverse pieces of technology to launch what I now run, which is a company called Interview People Online. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean that's that's really interesting. And coming from my background, obviously this is a this is a, a podcast about uh, leadership. Um, the topic is is going to be interviewing. Um, and from my experience, it's one of the things that I was probably I least look forward to because I mean, obviously there's lots of pitfalls to think about. Obviously, getting the questions right trying to be consist- consistent with everybody and all those things. And it's very difficult because obviously as time goes by, you know, your energy levels go uh, uh, change and it's very difficult to be exactly the same in front of everybody, isn't it? Um, and and it is, it's a real challenge. And um, But I've seen your system, uh, David, and I must admit I was wowed by it thinking, oh my God, I wish I had this when I was running my business because it, it would have changed things completely. So for the benefit of the listeners, I think at this point, I think it'd be re- re- really good for you to sort of outline how that system works. You've mentioned avatars uh, and, and, and just maybe expand a bit more on that. Yeah, no problem at all. I can, I can just share with you the frustrations <laughs> that yeah. I experienced. But before I explain what we do, I think it might be worthwhile just taking a moment to talk about what is still considered to be the normal screening and shortlisting approach for most companies, because the contrast with how we operate is quite stark. And so, as you will know, having worked in the field for many years, with traditional methods of recruiting, after placing your jobs ads, you then spend days, sometimes weeks, or somebody does on your behalf, receiving, collating, speed reading, and really trying to ascertain a skills match from piles of paper or online application forms these days. And even if you are clever enough not to miss quality candidates from that plethora of data in front of you, you can never judge personality from pieces of paper. It's a one-dimensional view, effectively. Uh, and more of if some candidates have access to services of a professional CV writing company, of which there are many now, while yet others have not. How level is the playing field? You talk about bias. How likely are you to be able, therefore, to make reliable shortlisting decisions? And Arguably, almost by definition, it's a hit-and-miss approach, no matter how skilled the reviewer. And then, you know, following that initial sift, many follow up with phone screening. Why? Because they haven't been able to discern enough from those pieces of paper. And here, of course, you need to schedule mutually available time slots for a short phone chat and either record those conversations or make notes. And as you said, you know, each time you do it, you can be in a different mood, a different uh, frame of mind. But you're still trying to end up with either the few for final face-to-face interview, or because that's unlikely from the brief encounter, invite a whole bunch to assessment centers, all with the intent of sifting the the best from the rest. And phone screening is certainly a step forward from the random selection of paper shuffling, but being a little cynical, is the person on the end of the phone the name person on the application form? Now, maybe that's taking things to extreme, but, you know, 
is the shortlisting from this phase, as you rightly said, influenced at all by the health or attitude of the interviewer from one day or indeed one call to the next? And how revealing anyway are the short answers to a series of what can be quite generic questions? Yet a huge amount of time goes into this phase, not least because, I guess, of the difficulty of arranging convenient time slots for you both. And a lot of variables come into play in making those shortlisting choices. So I guess many, they move on then, they have to move on to assessment centres with all of that entails, which includes meeting room bookings, personnel to organise, to run, to manage the process, tests to set up and administer, from which you will eventually end up, hopefully, with the few that you have deduced from that process are suitable for final interview. But bottom line though, Mark, traditional methods of shortlisting are time-consuming, costly, and arguably subjective, and very hit and miss. Yeah. The, the RNC has estimated that to fill a position from placing an ad to final interview can be anywhere from four weeks to 12 weeks or more. And of course, what's the cost to the organization of the lost productivity of these weeks in carrying that vacancy? Quite apart from the management and staff time involved in all of those stages. And of course, their lost productivity whilst they're involved in these exercises and not their normal jobs. So after all of that, how annoying and costly is it if you end up hiring the wrong person, which is perhaps the most important criteria here, because most organizations uh, will accept the cost if they know or they have a pretty good idea that they're going to end up with a quality hire. But as I've implied, with the uncertainty of trying to ascertain that quality from pieces of paper, or indeed missing quality candidates who may not have written the best CV or included the right keywords, how likely is it using traditional approaches will you find the people with personality and attitudinal traits that you require that fit the cultural needs of your team and company. Perhaps, therefore, it's more chance and design and one of the reasons why it takes so long. Yeah. And and your system that you developed, that obviously is designed to overcome a lot of those problems. Um, do, you, do you want to just uh, just elaborate a little bit on how that, that sort of system and how, how that works? Yeah, by all means. I mean... The, we employ an asynchronous simulated face-to-face interview process, which effectively disrupts those elongated traditional methods. So its function is to enable organizations to first and foremost review a much wider pool of talent than they can do via traditional methods. They can see and hear these candidates. They can eliminate the clearly unsuitable at the touch of a button, rapidly select a high-quality shortlist, and as a consequence, significantly improve the decision opportunity for a good long-term new employee. So as mentioned, we use 3D human-like avatars and the personal webcams of candidates to simulate a face-to-face interview environment and take the pain and hassle out of the shortlisting. And the way it works is very simple. You set up an online interview with us in literally in five minutes and can immediately start to fill that vacancy. You simply add your job description and if you wish, we offer the opportunity of a short video as well to add that further level of granularity to what otherwise can be quite a static listing of information. Then you choose from our drop down. We have 18 cross ethnicity avatars for the one that you fancy you want to ask your questions for you. You can check out their voice to make sure it's right. And then the second and final step is you just build up your question set. Now, this is the important bit because you can either choose from our 2000 question data bank and or type in your own bespoke questions. And you're invited then to set a time limit for the answers, i.e. the time that each candidate has to answer each of your questions. And that's a big differential for us over most others who offer video interviewing. We believe that it's important not to allow people to have time 
to what I call Google a perfect answer or phone a friend or, or practice the perfect response. In order to make sure you get the best possible shortlist, you need candidates' honest, intuitive responses to your questions. So once you've set up the interview, all you need to do is simply place the URL for your own white label interviewing portal in your jobs ad, and hundreds can take that same interview 24-7 from anywhere in the world without you being present. So candidates can sit the interview in the company of their own home, and all you do is review their video answers and make your shortlist selection where it's convenient for you. And we've got an easy-to-use rating scale and the ability for more than one reviewer to view and score the interviews, which means that all those involved in that critical hiring process feel that they have ownership of the final decision. And each person can do that individually from different locations if needed. But also, I think it's important to mention, Mark, that from a candidate's perspective, it's, it's a neat, fast, easy process. There's no need, as I said, for them to take off time off work or travel to interviews, and they can sit that interview where it's suitable for them in their own home. And in a candidate-driven marketplace, which we are now, it's even more important that employers innovate to meet the needs of this increasingly scarce resource, i.e. people. And because of that scarcity, they also need to extend their reach beyond the norms. I mean, you summed up lovely in, in a way that, you know, as a, you know, an employer, uh, you're ask, answering all the questions that are typically the problems that we, we face when we are looking to interview. And also, as you, as you mentioned, when you want the best candidate, you've got to sort of break down as many barriers to them actually applying as you can. And what you've just described is, you know, there's no barrier there. They can do it in their own time, uh, from their own computer, from their own, um, you know, home, if, if that's, that suits them. So, you know, it, it all makes sense. And I can say it's an ingenious system. Um, and I was, uh, you know, I was, I was blown away when I saw it. Thank okay, you. so uh, you've mentioned it many a time. And obviously there's, there's two factors here, time and money. But, you know, when it comes to cost, you know, I know it's a significant cost. And is there is there a number that um, you typically um, think about that it will cost when you're going through this process to to hire the right person? Yeah, I mean, again, it depends on how you do it. There's a variety of ways of doing it. And but given the amount of steps involved with traditional methods and the amount of management and staff time that's needed, the costs are generally far higher than you might imagine. When you sit down with an HR senior executive and you actually start to top these up, they're sometimes absolutely amazed. Of course, if you outsource it, costs would typically be in the order of 15 to 20% of first year's salary. But if you handle it in-house, then you've got to factor in not just who's going to be involved and how and when the line management gets involved, because generally the cost of their time is higher, but also a variety of indirect costs such as meeting rooms for assessments and interviews, travel, and even sometimes overnight stays. Now, interestingly, the Oxford Economics uh, Review suggests that logistics and indirect costs in of themselves are in the order of £5,000 for hire if you handle it internally. But, of course, that rises for higher-level positions and doesn't really factor in the cost of lost productivity for the management time that has to be devoted to this task. But I think the more alarming costs for me are those involved in getting it wrong. You know, a bad hire, as we call it, which, according to a study done by HR Review a couple of years ago, can be in excess of £30,000 for a middle manager position. Wow. So it's, it's alarming when you consider that it's believed that as much as 30% of all hires turn out to be what is that euphemistically known term as a bad hire. But, you know, whether that figure is 30% in, in your organization or 20% or, or even as low as 10%, 
what's the cost of replacing them? Because that's the, that's where you have to factor in. And of course, you won't know this straight away because you have to allow them time for onboarding and suitable training and time to settle into the culture and ways of working. And that all carries costs and usually with little in return in terms of revenue. And then if after a suitable induction process, they're still not working out, you actually have to admit to yourself, first of all, that they're not right, which isn't always easy to do if you've invested so much time and effort in them. You have to actually be willing to let go. Then you have to give them notice, pay whatever earnings are due, and oh yeah, you have to begin the entire recruitment process yeah. again. Yeah, start all over again, which is exactly. uh, so, so frustrating. Well, yeah. That's why organizations need to seriously evaluate or perhaps reevaluate their approach to recruitment because they've got to seek better ways to shorten the time to hire and reduce those enormous costs of hire whilst improving the quality of the people they take on board. Mm. Yeah, and your system addresses both those, don't they? Which, which is which is the great thing. You're talking, you know, there's two things there are, are really important, which your system um, um, does take into account. There's something I just thought about actually. My 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 partner, she works in the NHS, and um, she's getting con- concerned about the um, um, the effects of Brexit, which is already uh, like she's seen the signs of. What um, what do you think? How do you see the, the effect on recruitment as uh, a Brexit um, looms on the horizon? Good question, but who knows? In fact, we're actually <laughs> holding a recruitment seminar in October to talk about this very subject, but who knows what effect it will have on the job market. What we do know, though, is that already Europeans in the UK are going back home. So the likelihood is that the difficulties of finding good people will be exacerbated post-Brexit. And the issue will then be, how do organizations reach out to resource from further afield? Because they're going to have to search in a much wider marketplace. And how do they interact with them once they find them? And clearly, remote video interviewing will help, especially where you can do so without having to worry about time zones, as you would have to do with, say, Skype, for example. But reaching them is only part of the equation. You need to try and make sure they don't skip off to the competition. Now, interestingly... 97% 97% of candidates interviewed by LinkedIn, I found this the other day, found video interviewing to be easy to use, as they called it, with 91% saying it was an innovative and rewarding experience. So I guess using video, online video interviewing, using this approach will certainly set you apart from most of the rest of the competitors who are seeking to attract that same scarce resource. But of course, now you've attracted them, you need strong corporate branding to make sure they stick. You know, why do they want to work with you as opposed to your competitor. So you've got them on board, but how do you actually keep them there? And candidates will have more discerning power. They have it now and will have going forward even more after Brexit. They are looking for the right cultural fit. And the employer also needs the right cultural fit. So if you get this, and I think that's in the area that, that you are, making sure that you know the, the candidate matches up with the team in which they're going to work. So if you can get it correct, it's a genuine win-win. Now, our interviewing platform is usually delivered via your own white label portal, which we provide for you. And you get the opportunity to include on your landing page three corporate videos to talk about your values, the culture of the organization, and why you should be the first choice for the best candidates. So when candidates land on this page, they see and like your story. They then can choose their preferred job from the drop down on the same page, and it will take them straight through to the preset avatar-led interview. So it's simple, it's fast, it's easy. You capture them in one go. And it sends a strong message about the type of proactive, innovative company that you are. Yeah, and, and I hadn't uh, thought of that, um, What you going back to what you think that you said about 
um, cross border. You know, anyone can do this anytime, and it doesn't matter about the the time time zone. You know, that was something I've never realised. But absolutely, again, it, it solves another problem where you don't have to, yeah. you know, be exactly. having to man phones or whatever at silly o'clock just to um, interview the right candidate that just happens to be in another continent or wherever. So um, absolutely, yeah. Um, so. Um, I'm sure people listening to this are thinking, okay, so I'm running a business and I've got, um, and all this sounds great, but what would you say was the size of business that it would, that this system, your system would fit? Is there like, um, you know, a, a natural fit, a size of business that tends to be the, the, the right size for, for using something like this? Yeah, good question. A simple answer, I guess, is that it's really, it's, it's, as tripe as it sounds, it's suitable from the one-man band right up to large companies because although 61% of, of best-in-class companies in the UK are already using some form of, of video interviewing, uh, in truth, all can and perhaps arguably should be benefiting from video technology because it's so easy to set up and to use. And you know, everyone from small business owners will need that time back, that critical time back to larger companies you know, in our case, we've had Liverpool Football Club and Halliwell Jones and indeed an organization you and I involved in for business. Organizations who recognize the challenges facing them and the need to innovate, as well as the need to curb huge costs attached to traditional methods of recruiting. Most importantly, of course, everybody wants to minimize those bad hires. So I guess if you can save time, money, hassle, and get better hires, why would you not? And I'll tell you, though, the truth is that there are Plenty of people who cho choose why not. And the reason why not is because people dislike change. And some say they are too busy to do it now. Come back to me when I'm less busy, which is quite bizarre, really, because it'll actually help them to become less busy or at least more productive. But I think overall, if you're going to attract the very best candidates in an increasingly competitive marketplace, which goes back to your post-Brexit comment, the successful companies will innovate fast, and many already have more running to catch up because they don't want to be left behind or lose those top quality people to the competition. Hmm. And what I think it's Peter Drucker um, said that there's only two things that actually makes money for a, a, an organization. One's marketing and the other is innovation. And, and you yeah. could argue that, you know, this innovation is, is, you know, saving you money, being more efficient, hopefully getting the right people on board. So Absolutely. I think that definitely fits that bill, doesn't it? I mean, you know, yeah, in, in, totally agree. Many, in, in many ways, but yeah. yeah, I get that. I mean, you know, some people are very much, um, uh, won't, won't, I suppose, do it unless it's been proven firstly. And then also they'll find probably other right, uh, reasons why they shouldn't, um, you know, get involved with technology because they, you know, for whatever reason, but you're absolutely spot on. And it's the ones, you know, it's the business owners that can see the opportunity and grasp this technology early on are going to see, you know, the biggest um, changes and, 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 and biggest benefits, aren't they? Yeah, quite right. You know, and yeah. how many times we come across companies that say, woe is me, you know, why is, it, why is it happening to me? Why am I not getting the best candidates? Well, because they're not actually thinking forward, looking to where they can access these, um, these candidates and how they're going to interact with them in a, in a way in which they want to be interacted with. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 with the clients I work with, I I, I can't. I think pretty much one hundred percent. They've told me a story about interviewing of some sort, or you know, hiring the wrong person. All all those stories are out there everywhere. Uh, and um, you know, if we can do anything to to make those um, decisions and the process 
easier and, and better, then uh, we should all grasp it. Um, sadly, I know I know you're short of time, David, and we've got to sort of wrap things up fairly quickly. Um, but I, what I try to do with all my interviewees um, is to leave the listeners with some top tips. So if we're summarising what we've talked about with, uh, you know, what you've talked about with the challenges of around interviewing and what you've developed with your, your system, how would you sum up sort of three things or three benefits you see as um, switching from the, the perceived uh, traditional system of recruitment and going through that manual process as opposed to having an online system like yours? Yeah, I guess in summary, Mark, our software, and indeed others like ours, addresses three key metrics. Time to hire, which is slashed from weeks to days. Cost of interviewing, which we can reduce by more than 80% and virtually wipe out indirect costs of interviewing. But most importantly, of course, as I've spoken about before, the quality of hire. And it's significantly improved because you can review a wide selection of candidates quickly. You can listen to their honest, intuitive video responses. And you can see something of their personality. How do they conduct themselves? How do they interact with the questions? So that the quality of the three or four you invite for final interview are not a waste of timers. They will be, you know, if not guaranteed, then certainly better than you could get by guessing for pieces of paper. Now, in Interview People Online's case, we have uh, a quite unique feature where we add time limits to those answers. And you can only answer the questions once. So you know that they are genuine contenders to fill your vacancy. And when you get them in front of you, it's only then a question of digging a little deeper to match personality with cultural fit. So I guess my overarching advice is look into it. Give it a try. You know, for me, it's almost like an automatic to a manual car. Once you've tried it, you won't go back. Right, yeah. yeah. So I guess, I guess that's the way of summing it up, really. You know, time to hire, yeah. cost of interviewing, and quality of hire. Yeah, perfect. Uh, keep it nice and simple and, and, and succinct. And that's the way to remember it. That's what we've, what it's all about. So uh, thank you very much for your time, David. Uh, enjoyed our thank you. quick chat. Um, but I think we got uh, through a lot there. There's lots of information about interviewing and how, you know, there's possibilities you can revolutionise the way we do things um, in that, that space. Thank you very much for your time today. Mark, I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to leave a review. Don't forget to check out The Reluctant Leader Project at www.thereluctantleader.co.uk. Make a note to start, stop or continue doing whatever struck a chord in this episode. And until next time, be the best you can be.